Welcome back to The Basement, fellow music lovers. You are now tuning in for yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, as usual. Um, you know, we've got a really great podcast for you this week for a bunch of reasons. Uh, one is, is a little more provocative. For up front, we're going to be talking about Kanye West uh, with our friends Carrie and Eduardo. You know them. And uh, he, he dropped the video for the uh, track Famous off of Life of Pablo. Um earlier this weekend, I think about Saturday maybe, maybe Friday night, uh, I think premiered at the Forum in LA, and uh, the video prominently features uh, very lifelike likenesses of people like uh, Amber Rose, people like Rihanna, people like Taylor Swift, uh, including Kanye and uh, and his wife Kim Kardashian, uh, naked in a bed, and uh, you know, some people have called it art, some people call it exploitation. Uh, pretty sure you can guess what side of this I'm on, um, given if you've listened to our conversations about this song before. But regardless, we're going to get pretty deep into that. Uh, so my promise of never talking about Kanye, at least this album again. Uh, I broke that promise, but this is sort of important stuff, I think. Uh, and then we're going to be reviewing a fantastic new album uh, by the band Caveman. You know, we have been fans of Caveman for a long time, some. In a, in a little club called the Red Palace, which is no more here in Washington, D.C., and uh, sort of blew my mind, and have continued, for the most part, to blow my mind throughout their existence. So they have a new album out called Otero War we're going to be talking about, and then uh, basically because they were just in my basement, uh, a track from the Mystery Lights out of uh, New York City. Uh, they're actually, you know, you would need a time machine to make this work. They're playing at the Black Cat tonight, uh, up against the Game of Thrones finale, so... So you need a time machine and a DVR uh, to make this work out for you. But a uh, fantastic new album is out now. And uh, so we're going to have a track from that for you to check out. And uh, that's it. That's your podcast. So uh, if you're ready to kick off your week with us, I think uh, it's time to get going. So here you go. This is episode number 195 of Chunky Glasses, the podcast. We're reviewing the new album, Caveman Otero War. Okay. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Merely a two-word review, just a shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the next one. That right there is a wonderful sandwich. Anything? Sure, because I'm guessing it's probably about a dollar seventy-five per hour. <laughs> what? For the uh, for the podcasting and editing and all oh, the other bullshit stuff okay. you do. That's about what I make right Didn't now. Didn't you say you were going to get like seventy-five dollars? Yeah, yeah, I make about seventy-five bucks for for a thing. Awesome! That's a dollar an hour. <laughs> Man. Well, she knows math, Eduardo. <laughs> yeah, wow, Carrie. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, welcome, welcome back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're down in the basement here, fun Saturday afternoon with, uh, as you heard, Carrie Hello. And, and Eduardo. Uh, we are here to talk about a band that uh, you should be no stranger to. We certainly aren't. Caveman. They have a new album called Otero War Out, which I didn't have time to dig into the concept of this, but it is apparently a space opera. 
And Eduardo, you're going to be telling us about that. Uh, before we get to that, though, Ugh. you know do, we always like to run. Have to? We, yeah, yeah. Do, you know we always like to, look. We always like to run our mouths, and uh, today is no exception. Uh, and now we're running our mouth about somebody else who loves to run his mouth. Yeah, who we said, honestly, <laughs> I think, and for this very reason, that we probably would never talk about him again, talking about Kanye West. Well, we talked about him. He took your challenge. Yeah. Yeah, well, we <laughs> talked about him again. I was like, there's nothing this fucking asshole can do uh, because of Famous. And the lyric in question was, uh, you know, basically, I could have slept with Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Uh, so last night at the Forum in Los Angeles, he debuted a video for this that, if you haven't seen it, uh, we're not going to post a link to it. That's for sure. Uh, you know, and Come I'll tell on, you, wa- I'll the, tell you why in a second. Does does title support linking to yeah? To I, don't content? I don't know. You, you have, to, have, you have to, to pay. pay bo- you have to pay, pay to link their their site. So, uh, but basically, this video is uh, lifelike uh, replicas. You know, it has come out that it's wax models, but it's unclear whether or not they're actually like wax dolls, where there are people or life lifelike replicas of. Let's go. To, well, Taylor Swift, uh, Kim Kardashian, let's see Ray J, mm-hmm. uh, Amber Rose. Uh, who else? Anna Wintour. Anna Wintour. Let's not Caitlin forget Donald Jenner. Trump, George Don, Bush, yeah, yeah. and Bill Cosby. Yeah, and and right at the uh, moment that lyric hits in the song, it's essentially uh, juxtapose uh, Kanye West's head next to this uh, version of Taylor Swift. It was obvious it is Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Uh, her naked breasts. Now, people are saying this is art. I'm saying right now, you guys are fucking idiots if you think this is art. This is <laughs> this is pure and simple exploitation, and it was on the song. Uh, the question, uh, uh, what I want to get into is, is what do we do now and how? Because, you know, this whole album has been a train wreck uh, just to watch, to experience, and part of it was that question of like implied sexual assault i don't think there's anything clearer this is like sending a note you know taping a note to the door and say saying haha i could rape you if i wanted that's that's my take on it though i i i don't go that far with it because i find him too cartoonish to be a threat and that's just my my version and viewpoint on Kanye West in general. Mm-hmm. I think this entire thing is basically what a toddler would do if he's not getting enough attention, which is I'm just going to keep doing worse and worse things until somebody reacts to me in the way that I feel is sufficiently large. And no matter how large you react to him, he's just going to keep doing more stuff. Um, I think you had said, Kevin, that he has already tweeted out uh, who's going to sue me? Somebody needs to start suing me yes. like, right now. Yes. So he's clearly begging for lawsuits on this whole thing um, and begging for attention. And I, you were also running the math on if anybody would sign up simply to do the um, what the the, uh, the the trial for title. The, yeah, trial for title. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to get to that in a second. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I feel that I, don't, I, don't, I feel I don't that he's a cartoon, a, but do you not when you see that image? And given what he said, and given that his family, his team is insisting that Taylor Swift was okay with that lyric being in there, when she clearly just was not. No, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's all. Absolutely. If you listen, if you believe anything that a Kardashian says, then you also probably think that thing is art. But in terms of it being <laughs> a a direct or an implied sexual assault threat, I personally 
did not take it that way. Okay. Um, I, I just didn't, I didn't, I think he's just being an asshole. Like she would sleep with me because she owes me. But where's me? the line? Like if, 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 uh, I guess, cause we've been talking about this a lot on the podcast lately. Right. Like no, where is the line? Does it have to be a, a film of him, uh, with a Taylor Swift lookalike, like actually having sex with her? Like at what point does this not be a threat? Cause I, cause I don't see that as. I, I, again, me personally, yeah. I'm not speaking for all women or all women of a particular, you know, situation or whatever. I, I'm just saying for me personally, I don't take that as a threat of sexual assault. I think it is a stupid child okay. um, shaking his fist and saying, you know, you owe me or you could owe me or you might have sex with me because you owe me because I made you right. famous. But, in ter- you know, it... it if she were tied up, if she had, um, you know, like handcuffs on, if she had a blindfold on or any other sort of um, binding, yeah. I might find it a little more... So that's the line. No, no, no. That's not a line. Well, well, I'm, I'm trying yeah. to throw in different nuances that would change my overall impression of that particular line dropped on top of that particular image. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that at the end of the video, and if you are going to watch it, this is a spoiler... He opens his eyes at the end because he's not actually made of wax. But if you if you look at the two of them together, there's nothing that's implying him dominating her or forcing her to be there. She's actually in a very relaxed right. pose. And, you know, I, I would be furious were I to be her simply because he's got her splayed out there and she's it's a, a naked representation of her body. But I personally did not see anything in it that made me feel like, oh, shit, you know, this is so far over a a rapey line. It is completely over the line in every other moral respect. But I didn't get the the threats of sexual violence out of it. I think you buried the lead a little bit there, Carrie, because I think the point is, is that she's being depicted in the nude lying next to Kanye West, with whom she has a very public beef right now or spat or however you want to characterize it. Intense disagreement over who said what to whom when. Right. Um, and and that's... Well, and then, and then it goes back years from, right, from the behavior. Right, right, So, and, 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 and there's a way to, you know, there's two things about Kanye, and I think we talked about this um, last, the last time, which we thought would be the last time, yeah. um, which is the way he's been talking about people with whom he has disagreements is like, I own you. Who was, he had Twitter beef with someone? Someone said, I own your children. Right, I own your children. And, and, that's, and that's, I think, very forceful uh language and it's it's not i don't know it does it does to me seem to be aggressive um and i don't know i mean i can't you know you you said you don't think it's rapey it might not be explicitly rapey but it is it is very clearly like i'm you know uh, he's he's claiming ownership of her body in some sense just by just by putting it in the video and then having the camera deliberately linger on her right and i understand all of that and i feel those are very valid points what my point is is that i am am not in i'm not comfortable saying okay this video and that that particular line in that song shows that he is like a threat to her and that he's going to go and and rape her um again i think it is juvenile stupid selfish and and saying he's he's gonna go and rape her i mean that is shit you know him him putting his his naked body next to her naked body is definitely 
far, far, far over a line of appropriateness, decorum. It definitely indicates, look, I can do whatever I want to with your image. Mm-hmm. But but for me personally, again, this is I'm not talking for anybody other than how I am, am viewing it. Mm-hmm. I think you guys have excellent points, and I... Uh, uh, you know, appreciate your very valid points, but for me, I'm not prepared to say this video yeah. shows that he is a I mean, threat of sexual and, and my reaction really is 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 more. It's just an escalation. It's it's determining a pattern. Mm-hmm. No, I and that's and, the thing is, if he doesn't get the reaction, this is the whole time and, I was watching this video. I'm like, if he doesn't get the reaction he wants from this, yeah. if everybody says, okay, you're done, just shut up and go away. Right. What's he going to do next? And that's what I'm saying. Is the next thing a video of him having sex with a Taylor Swift look like? And to be clear, it doesn't matter if it's Taylor Swift or anybody. Like this, just taking control of somebody's image in a way that is, uh, he, I mean, he is going to get sued by somebody. It's defamation. Because he, he like, wants to be. Yeah. yeah. Which is just dumb across the board. Well, how Donald Trump hasn't already sent out a furious tweet storm is is just beyond me. Right. Because um, that's, I mean, if you want to talk about provoking someone who has no sense of... Right. Uh, has absolutely of, of no ability to take, to take a step, right. take a step right. back and say, what is the rational way to respond to this? Yep. That yeah. would be Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I I am... You, you know, we when we're talking about this, we're talking about him, we we uh, sound like a bunch of conservative twats. <laughs> we do, but and, yep. and, and we're not. But I mean, this this is. I, I have two nieces. You have a daughter. Uh, this, oh, I'm also a woman, and you're a woman. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you don't have a mom. <laughs> Call back episode number sixty. Um, but uh, but but you know, this is in an age where we're more and more being like Trumpified, approaching the idiocracy. This we're not stuff, approaching. We are but fully up to our my, bleached my th- assholes in idiocracy, <laughs> right, according right. to the to steal a lyric from Kanye West, and he can come sue me if he doesn't like it. I honestly think that Kanye West and Donald Trump might be um, clones that escaped from some like horrifying DNA project. I, I like because this plot. They seriously are the same fucking person. Right. They are both wastes of space with absolutely no regard for another human being. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And I, I guess what I worry about is what we see more and more, though, is that stuff like this where normally we used to just be like, well, that's fucked up. Ignore it. And like co- possibly legal consequences will be paid to now we're entering a space where uh, it's not only like nothing will happen is it's being encouraged. Right, right, and this is the new norm, and this is okay. Well, I'm in, and I look, live in things, Virginia. I've seen evolve. bumper stickers that say "Trump that bitch" I know. all I know. over the place. I know. How the hell did that happen? I blame Kanye West. Okay, and that's fair. No, that uh, Kanye West is at least feeding into that. He's yeah. he's riding on a boat down that river, and, and and there's a long and weird history of sex and fame being intertwined in Kanye's world. Uh huh. Um, all the way to, He's you know, married like, to Kim Kardashian, and, right? Right, and so right, who is who is famous, of course, for for uh, for uh, an adventure with Ray J. Um, but um, if you go back to all like 808s and Heartbreak, the whole idea that you're going to dedicate an album to telling, to essentially bullying someone and saying you're a terrible person and I'm going to call you out in as public a setting as possible and essentially make the person famous by extension. There's the whole, um, and I keep going back to this that the Yeezy taught me bit in dark twisted fantasy right which is the idea that here's this woman who now has all these gifts and it's all because she slept with kanye and and her rendition on that song is as this mechanical 
almost AI type bot who just can only who was only programmed to say Yeezy taught me, Yeezy taught me, Yeezy taught me. It's it's pretty, you know, I I I would defer to someone with professional expertise in this, but it's it's pretty it's a pretty weird pathology to have about sexuality and mm-hmm. fame and the extent to which those things are transactional, I guess. Yeah. I, th- I think we routinely diagnose people with mental illness on this podcast. Oh, we can so do that. Okay. Right yeah, ahead. yeah. All right. Well, you don't need to defer based. to a professional. We, we are licensed, though. <laughs> licensed professionals. We're, okay. Okay. <laughs> so does that? All right. So we've diagnosed him. Yeah. Okay. Well, no. There's there's some. I won't. I won't um, go all out and call him a sociopath. But there, this this mm-hmm. is. This is abnormal. If you did, I would behavior, second it. <laughs> behavior. I mean, I think if you open a, a, the uh, DSM four, I don't know if it's up to the five by now. We're up to five. Well, yeah. Is it up to five? Okay, yeah. so you open the DSM five. It's uh, been a long time since I've been in school, Gary. Uh, <laughs> you open DSM five. I, I think you could run down some of the symptoms of, of sociopathy and find him satisfying these conditions. Yeah. Well, there, it's also just like classic textbook, hardcore off the chart narcissism. Yeah, mm-hmm. which people throw around the phrase narcissistic but if you actually read the qualifiers for that as a syndrome it is absolutely terrifying yeah real, and it's, real and narcissism it's, it's, is fucking terrifying well it's, it's on and it's on the realm of uh psychopathy and sociopathy soci- yeah. sociopathy so wow big words i know God. and i'm getting stumbled wow. up on them so we're gonna have to hand out a vocabulary for this one look at the show notes folks <laughs> Can we use shorter words to just shit on title for a few minutes then? Yeah, yeah. So, that... so, this is what, so, so the other side of this, you don't, you don't you know, need $10 look, and, words and, for that. And, you know, I, I, I don't want to, uh, you know, for this at least speak, we're done talking about Kanye. That, we've made our case. This for is, this, yeah. week, this is what, the... this, this is what it is. Uh, if you want to discuss it, please hit us up and, and explain to me your view of why you think this is art. And I will tell you repeatedly it is wrong. <laughs> um, but, uh, the last sort of bullshit factor of this whole thing is that it is uh, premiered and exclusive on title. Now, title, which you can, and he did this with his album. Title, you can sign up uh, for a free membership to check it out. And because we have uh, to do our due diligence, uh, I did that this morning. This is probably the third time. But uh, because I own a domain, I can make as many emails as I goddamn want to. So <laughs> sign up forever. Uh, for title for free, but it's not for free. They charge you a dollar. Nothing's for free, Kevin. So they put a dollar hold on your credit card, and what that means, I don't know if you guys remember, like the old uh, the movies where the the computer genius pulled the heist. I think this might have been the Superman. Uh, the Superman three. The Superman fractions three. of it. Yeah. Fractions Richard of Pryor. fractions of penny. Yeah. <laughs> so what's happening is this money. Gets this guy to... is gonna like lay low, mm-hmm. and he's not gonna do anything obvious. Yeah. <laughs> Kanye was driving around your red Ferrari, Richard Pryor. Yeah. Um, it's a wax model, of Richard Pryor. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Uh, but. But uh, so what, what's happening is if 8 million people sign up for title just to see this, that's $8 million into their coffers that then they put in the bank and for 30 days collect interest on. Um, also, I was noting. Rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. I was also noting how much wax it took to make Kim Kardashian's ass. And if they like <laughs> melted that down, they could like sell that to Yankee Candle for at least another like $75. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, across the board, this is just a schmucky thing. And it's, it, what's even weirder to me is that Kanye is untitled, as is Jay-Z. So that's not weirder. That Beyonce, who made Lemonade, mm-hmm. is an owner of title. And that she's, I mean, an owner. She, she can right. decide what happens on this platform. And to see that and think like, yeah, this is okay, 
uh, it invalidates a lot of what she said on Lemonade. It'd be pretty interesting to see like what sort of phone conversation there would be between Beyonce and Taylor Swift after this. Right. That's what I'm saying. Because right. no, no, I'm just because by I, by basically funding what he's doing, she is right. implicitly endorsing it. Right. She's giving him a platform. I mean, it's not even even if it's just not funding. Even if it's not funding. Even if it is, you go ahead and put that on there. Yeah. Fine by me. But that money, all those little microtransactions, are, is going into Beyonce's pocket. So there's, you know, there's the obvious problem, which is that as we were trying to watch the video upstairs, like it doesn't fucking work. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, so there's there's the obvious fact that title is just a a bad product. Yeah. Right. Um, and then you know, and we've we've said enough on our uh, uh, title talk segments about just the the awful failure. Um, that this business has been. But so the idea that they're always trying to like con people out of a quarter here or there is, but you know, that, that, that yeah, seems to be the, at. that's well, right. I mean, that's right. Them, so. them selling tickets to the video unveiling. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, what? Yeah. That's the, uh, well, that's the world we live in. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what else we can say about this because it's just, uh, it's depressing, depressing way to like middle of the weekend. To wake up and yeah. be, like, be like, the fuck? Yeah, I was all happy this morning, Kevin, until you... Uh, I'm sorry. So <laughs> until this you told us about all this nonsense. You actually saw it this Did morning. Did I tell you your podcast can be on title? Like, oh. You got to sign up. Exclusive. <laughs> uh, we'll have exclusives on there? <laughs> yes, we so, will. Yeah. Exclusive content that actually is <laughs> fact-based. Yeah. If you yeah. want fact-based content, Ed- that's Ed- on Eduardo's title. Eduardo's hot takes. Uh, coming, soon to <laughs> <laughs> coming soon to title. Uh, so in short, uh, if you guys are ready to talk about, uh, some rock and roll, fuck Kanye. And uh, hopefully we won't be talking about him again. Oh, you God. know we will. Yeah, I know. <laughs> when the day is done, just a line leads me back again. Change my mind when I fell for you. I want to know what is right, but I can't pull through. slice of the 80s right there is a track called Never Going Back uh, by a band Caveman, which we uh, know and love here. Uh, Caveman is an American band based in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, we first sort of came in touch with them back in 2011. I saw them opening up, I believe it was for the War on Drugs. I definitely saw them open up for Tune Yards once. Uh, right around their time, Coco Beware came out. And it was mind-blowing, jaw-dropping. I mean, the Red Palace was a tiny little room, hotter than fuck, and these guys came out of nowhere and had a sign that wasn't this uh, this eighties leaning, but it was. It's pretty fantastic. Um, they uh, they've had three albums out right now. The latest one uh, that's off of is Otero Ward, uh, Caveman. Back in two thousand thirteen, we reviewed it and wasn't it didn't do a lot for me. I don't know. I don't can't remember if you were on that one. I liked Carrie. it. I like that. I, I don't know if I was on that podcast, but I really liked that album. Um, a lot. The uh, the band members is made are made up of uh, Matthew uh, Iwanusa, Jimmy Snake Carbonetti. 
who, by the way, makes all their instruments. He is a luthier right. up in there. I think he right. still does that. You uh, can't say because it's a podcast, but Snake is in quotation marks. Yes. His mother did not <laughs> name him that. Uh, <laughs> Stefan uh, Mar- Marlachakis. Yeah. Uh, Sam Hopkins and Jeff Burrell. Uh, this is uh, was actually a weirdly n- not anticipated album for me because of my aforementioned not so loving the 2003 album, 2013 album. Uh, but much to my surprise, uh, it's like they just reached into that little CD cache behind the wall <laughs> and found my Mike and the Mechanics collection and then just infused it like some weird Frankenstein monster of indie rock and 80s pop in a way that uh, I not only haven't heard somebody do that effectively in a long time, but I wish more people would do. So, uh, Carrie, <laughs> where, where do we go from there? Um, as soon as I started listening to this, I was like, there's like a tuning fork in Kevin right now that's, <laughs> that's losing its mind because right? it's, it's straight up reality. Um, I, I got to say, I like the... I like their prior incantations better than this one. Oh, do you? But it did, it, it grew on me over the course of the week. Um, I guess I've been listening to this for about two weeks. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I really liked the 2013 effort. And it's, it was their second album, although it was called Caveman. Um, the, uh, that one seemed to just kind of like wash over me a lot more. It was a lot okay. more distant. They're, you know, they really, Hyped up those synthesizers and went a little nuts with them, um, and, and I really liked it. This one is a little too 1985 for me, if that's a Is that the year? That's, I, I've, this, been, I've that's, been trying to figure it that's out. That's exactly, well, was, I'm it, a little bit older than you. That's, yeah, that's, where, that's where it strikes me. I was is, trying to place it for 84, 85. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, when you sent me a text and you're like, this is Mike and the Mechanics, I was like, <laughs> and you think that's a good thing. I, I do. <laughs> um, and I think you're spot on on that. Um, if you listeners have not been familiar with Mike and the Mechanics. It's the other half of Genesis after it fell apart. So get out there and find How it. How could you not be with classics like Living Year, All I Need Is a Miracle, and you uh, are the one. and Silent Running? Silent Running. Oh my <laughs> and, god! And and maybe we'll put this at the back end of this because uh, because it's my favorite song of all time. Taken in. That is the best. Smo- <laughs> yeah, oh, that is the best goddamn yeah. slow jam of all time. <laughs> Um, I do think there's a couple of really good, solid songs. I mean, overall, after I listened to it a number of times, I, I liked it much more if it's... Uh, I feel like it's going to be on every Brooklyn hipster barbecue oh, yeah. on the patio for the entire summer. Um, but there were a couple of really good songs. I really liked the song Project, and I feel like that was, mm-hmm. to me, what struck as a good blend and a good bleed over from where they were in 2011, mm-hmm. 2013 into this effort um this is much cleaner it's much more present um, it's, it's it's pop it's for sure total pop um and there's nothing wrong with that Mm-mm. i do i like a lot of poppy stuff um this just didn't really it didn't really hit me as, as, as strongly as the other one did um i'm trying to figure out what song i was talking about it if there were there were a couple of different songs where i was thinking if this had more bass line this would be alan parsons um <laughs> so when I said Alan Parsons in the, the wrong tone I love Alan Parsons So uh, I was looking for a little bit more bass And there were um, We're, we're going to drop acid and listen to Eye in the Sky and repeat after this <laughs> That will be A-OK with me Yeah um, the, uh, I hope my daughter's not listening uh, Or my mother, which I do have, by the way uh, <laughs> There's a couple of songs that have a lot of um, Walkman in them Which yeah. I was not expecting mm-hmm. at all. Like on my own, the intro is pretty much mm-hmm. a straight Walkman, 
and then uh, all my life the background is is pretty pretty in there yeah um but you know it's i i think it's solid i'm thinking i'm probably gonna like it better over the rest of the summer okay because uh, I have a feeling I'm going to be hearing it over here a lot. Yeah. So yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. So, so Eduardo, uh, before, before we get your uh, hot take on this, <laughs> what, what's the story here of this Otero war? Uh, yeah. So this is kind of interesting. I was, um, um, like Carrie said, we've been listening to this album for, for a couple of weeks now. And it wasn't until either last night or this morning that I learned that there's actually a whole like space war concept behind this album. And if you go to their website, you can read a short little, you know, 1200 word uh, story about um, the this group of space explorers, a team of five guys stumbling upon the archaic apparatus, which was this legendary weapon that is supposed to bring about the end of the Otero War. Yes. <laughs> which is kind of Game of Thronesy if you're thinking yeah, about yeah. it. We're looking for the horn. <laughs> and and you don't need to know any of that to enjoy the fuck out of this album. No. Well, the fact um, that you don't have any inkling that it is yeah. a part of the album after listening to it 25 times right, right. is also hilarious. It's like a breakup album. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah it is. And that, and that's, that's what I think is hilarious, bearing it in it's, that context. It's right. totally it's a, a total breakup, breakup album. album. And, yeah. and the songs like are some of the better. There's some of the better songs, for, as far as I'm concerned, that they've ever written. But there's some of the better like breakup songs. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, it's everything yeah. is just like I'm on my own and it's all your fault. I'm yeah. driving down this road and that also is on all my your own, fault. Eighty West. I mean, <laughs> right. those are good. Yeah, good honest um, rock and roll songs. And uh, and I think and, space war. Yeah, and so right. So I don't know where the space war comes from. Um, <laughs> I think it's great that you know they that they're okay with um, having that uh, those that that awesome sounding uh, uh, drum sound that they have on this. Like those drums are just. You know, they, tra- yeah. they traveled in time. Yeah, um, <laughs> yes, they did. They have. Uh, they brought, got brought here on tall ships along with eight thousand synthesizers. <laughs> yeah, it, it 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 lends credence to the idea that every band, uh, given enough time, becomes U two. Um, because I, I would say Coldplay. Yeah, well, this is this is good Coldplay. It's. Is it's, there such a? Th- I'm. I'm. I need to. We need to deal with that concept. Well, yeah, we'll come back around. But I jump into it's more killers than. There, there is there is yeah. a killers ish vibe here. There's a here. lot of killers in this. Um, there's plenty of moments where the guitar has like that edge sound, um, yeah. with like the, the you know a lot of reverb and, um, but I just think it's a lovely sounding album. I think it it um, I've never seen them live, so I don't so I don't have that frame of reference. But I don't think the production on their first two albums um, sets them apart. I think they just sound fairly pedestrian and fairly mm-hmm. like what you would expect. Uh, a band uh, that lives and records in Brooklyn um, should sound like. And it has that sort of like, you know, bearded, pastoral, harmonizing that's like post Bunny Vare. And, um, and, and there just wasn't, uh, there were some good songs on their first, on their first two albums, but nothing that ever really made me think like, you know, fuck yes, I want to put this on and I want people to hear this. And this this morning, I was doing a bunch of stuff around the house, and I was like, you know what, you know what this moment calls for, and <laughs> the uh, caveman, and it sounded so fucking good. Let me tell yeah. you, <laughs> it was a great way to fill the house up. So, um, this album kind of hit me. Uh, I felt like it fell in the Jeff the Brotherhood realm, where I feel like I should like it more, <laughs> like I want to like it more. Yeah. It's right in the 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 realm where I should love it, but I just don't, and I don't know if it's because of you know. It, 
Also, the weird fonts that they elect to use on all their stuff. Why and that- isn't every Jeff the Brotherhood album <laughs> awesome as fuck? Because in theory, <laughs> every be. single song, it everything they touch be. should be awesome as fuck. And the reality <laughs> is, be nothing but it's sparkly, not. sparkly gold. But also, like, the album cover on this is diabolically brilliant. Yeah. It's just so terrible and brilliant. <laughs> That's um, art. Yeah, that, that is art. <laughs> uh, let's hear a track from this, and, and I, I love this track. This is the most Mike and the Mechanics track for me. Uh, second track in the album, uh, Life or Just Living, and I'll tell you why afterwards. Breathing, so you 
That's Roland Orsball singing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Life or Just Living. That, the the buildup in that pre-chorus there into and there's like this big exclamation uh, is classic. Uh, like Mike and the Cannons use it a lot. Tears for Fears use it a lot. Mm-hmm. It's just a good build of tension and release. Uh, that uh, specifically, it's played on the uh, middle bridge pickup, that little between thing, little plucky thing on the Stratocaster. If you want to get super nerdy, and it's fucking fantastic yeah it is. you can do so much with that and it's just an arpeggiated chord and it's just like yeah and these guys have always had really great guitar work in this but to see them turn off that indie guitar like the indie guitar model is drone for the most mm-hmm. part right right and and to turn that off and actually sit back and play that's what made the 80s so good that haters of the 80s just don't get is that everybody goddamn play their fucking instruments. Well, and there was and, and there was happy. a regard. There's like joy even and in they the were sad, happy about playing their even instruments. Even in the saddest, mopiest band, there's just there's, there's still a lot of joy in that whole structure. Well, and there and there was attention to craft. I mean, I think that's really right, the, right. Like, like the way the song is structured. So you know, they're they're they have songs with really fetching melodies on on uh, Coco Beware and and uh, and Caveman, mm-hmm. um, but they're not particularly well organized it's like a store with a bunch of cool things but it's not presented to you in a way that that flows or that makes sense this album is like an architectural digest spread or something like all the all the components are exactly in the right place they come Ranger in Rick spread <laughs> when we get back. um but uh but um and and it's it's sort of what um what field music did a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a, um, a lot of it feels. There's a, there's a little Except bit field of that. music got into the prog a little more. Yeah, they did. They did. But there but there is this really kind of uh earnest affinity for for sounds like Tears for Fears and and just, you know, the idea that that songs should should build and they should sound good production-wise. Um there should be something for you to hold on to. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I was explaining to to my wife when we were when we were listening to this today and I said, how do you, how do you like this? And she said, this is, this is really good. I like this way more than most of the stuff you guys listen to. And I, said, oh. and I said, I said, yeah, that's probably most why. Most of the crap that's you probably, make me listen to. <laughs> that's, that's probably why this album will not be well received because it's yeah. instantly likable. And, uh, and she just made this face like your people don't make sense to me, um, <laughs> which is fine. But, uh, but yeah, I don't see how, you know, Carrie, you said pop is not a, it's, it's not a bad thing, right? It's, 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 it's treated as a pejorative term, right? but making music that people actually enjoy hearing and that they like on a first yeah. listen is, is actually a gift. It's a skill. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I wanna... it's, it's being able to make something that you want to listen to the 20th time. That's where a lot of, you know, the quote pop stuff falls right, apart. Right. It sounds amazing the first time you hear it, but if you chew gum five times, it loses all flavor. <laughs> This um, I listened to it the first time through, and it was it was good, but it was like because eh. again I, I agree with your assessment of the prior stuff, which was like it was messy and flowy, and there was a lot of different stuff going on. But I actually kind of like that that whole just let everything flow over it, and then I will pick out what I want to hear. And this mm-hmm. is so much cleaner 
it, it will be interesting to see how this is received on its 20th listen. Yeah. Or its 20th anniversary. I mean, well, this can be a, a trip special, or at least, a very special I, podcast. I, I, I want to before, before we before we sign off at, at this discussion here. I, I want to propose a theory. This is a, a new new uh, sort of paradigm, if you will, that we're gonna right here on Chunky Last's podcast. I'm gonna be calling it the uh, the wedgie paradox. And this is a, <laughs> and this is the thing. And and indie indie rockers take note because because in the '80s people wrote that line. I mean, here's the thing: you want to have a bunch of emotion in your music. And in the 80s, people uh, put a lot of that emotion in their dress. You know, you think of Flock of Seagulls. Mm -hmm. Um, And it can get scary. There's a line. Because if you cross that line, you're getting a wedgie. You're getting a swirly, man. It's just (laughs) – but if you can just ride up to the line and stuff, and it's it's just a sweet, sweet ride. And it's like the fast lane on Route 66, man. There is no fast lane on 66. You got your emotional easy pass, and you're just (laughs) (laughs) riding it out. And this is what I think a lot of indie artists are afraid of, and that these guys clearly aren't, because they went up to it and it's popular. It you know it sounds great. They're talking about. I mean, again, this is one of the better breakup albums I've heard this year, at least. And uh, they're they're doing it in a way that they don't have to beat you over the head. It's not overwrought. It's just like you you will get it. And it also rocks. And it <laughs> like, also that's rocks. the thing. Like, and I, that's, like, so, so that's the wedgie paradox. Like, this is what so happens if you put five bony bears in the same place. They actually kind of oh. like lift themselves up out of that. Is that like the bullshit. monkeys? <laughs> it was the best of times. Put 50 bony bears in a room. <laughs> put 50 bony bears in a room. They'll knock out a Peter Cetera album. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Justin. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, he might be listening. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a good album. <laughs> hmm. um, on, on that note, uh, since we just dropped those heady concepts on you right there, Carrie, what are you going to do with this? I'm going to keep streaming it with the um, option of buying in August. Okay. You always have that option. Yes. So it's, it's but a stream. I'm just making it nice and clear like this album is. All right. Eduardo. I'm gonna buy. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna buy it like uh, Danny Larusso at the end of Karate Kid. Yeah. So what? don't be, which I think was Kevin's lesson is don't be Danny Larusso from the beginning. Be Danny Larusso from right. the end of That's the movie. Exactly. You can still be Danny Larusso. You just kick a little bit of ass. All right, when you buy it, are you gonna let a little tear go down your eye? Absolutely. Uh, I, I too am gonna buy it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna walk in in a nice sparkly jacket and what hair I have left. I'm gonna put up in a flock of seagulls, like little coif, and uh, and be done with it. So. Uh, so hopefully uh, this advice has helped you, and uh, thank you guys for coming down. Thanks for having us in the basement.
The name of the album is Otera War. The name of the band was Caveman. Um, I think you can tell from what me and Kerry and Eduardo had to say that we both we all pretty much dug the album. Uh, and uh, you know, my personal feeling is you should dig it too. So hopefully, hopefully we convinced you with that, gave you a little taste, and gave you a uh, some reasons why, if you are like-minded individuals or people like us, uh, that this might be your jam for the summer. Hope so. Those guys are rad. They made a totally rad album. Um, before we get out of here this week, uh, we're going to play a track like we always do. As I said up front, uh, the name of the band that we're playing the track from is Mystery Lights. And like I also said up front, they were just here in my basement. Uh, Mystery Lights are cool because they're playing a little like uh, garage rock stuff, but it's not, you know, don't you dare call it revisionist. Uh, this is This is pure from the soul. Uh, this fucking rock and roll um, made, you know, if you like bands like Van Morrison and them, if you know who they are, if not, shame on you. Uh, you know, bands like the Kinks, bands like the Ramones. I mean, the the list of great bands uh, this 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 particular group of fine young gentlemen can pull off uh, and and pull off and make it their own is sort of astounding. Uh, it's just honest to God, good fucking rock and roll. So. Um, without further ado, I think we'll just play it. So here you go, off their debut album uh, on Daptone Records, you know, on the, on the Wick imprint of Daptone Records. Uh, too many girls. many girls it's a problem all of us have had at one point or another right nah not me i got too many cats um that is uh that is the mystery lights with uh too many girls there as i said that album been listening to it all weekend the album fucking slays so go out and get it load it up on your spotify if they're coming to your town they're just starting a tour now uh, you know, go out and see them. I think they mentioned they might be out with Night Beats, also a fantastic fucking band that we've played some music from. So it's a win-win. You know, so you see this coming to your town, 
then uh, then you make sure you're there and move your ass. Um, and look forward to uh, a couple of weeks from now. Episode 201 is going to be uh, The Mystery Lights. Sat down here, drank a few beers, had a talk. It's great. So look forward to that. Uh, that is our podcast for this week. As usual, if you enjoyed this, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. I'd like that if you did, maybe. Not really necessary. Uh, really, I just hope you're seeing the list of the tracks we're playing and the list of the bands we're talking about, and you go listen to them. But if you do actually stick with us, and go ahead and subscribe. Give us a rating. Tell us how we're doing. Uh, if it's a thing you think that you are interested in, you know, we are bringing people in all the time to sit down and talk about music, because that's all we do. Uh, you know, I actually talked to a gentleman who you're going to hear uh, on this podcast pretty shortly here. He's going to be shooting some shows for us, Mauricio Castro. And uh, he was asking what it is. I said, well, and basically, you come over, you sit down, we drink a few beers, we talk about music, and then food. It's a, it's a pretty good pretty good gig, as uh, Johnny Grave put it. So um, if, you, if you like that, you know, you can listen to us in Google Play. You can listen to us in Stitcher. You can listen to us on Mixcloud. We are trying to get all up in Apple News, not having much success. So Apple News, if you're listening, uh, hit us back, bros, uh, so that you can get our content like straight to your like front page of your iPhone, if you like. So how about that? You know, and with all these great summer shows coming up, and uh, and our 200th episode coming up, I think it's stuff you're not going to want to miss. Uh, so that's it. We are out until Thursday this week. Uh, as usual, you know, get out, see some live music. Be good to your ears, but be better to your people. We will see you later. <laughs> 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 Kenobi!